I cannot see you. It does that. Whoa, hey! Whoa, it's here. Yeah, there you are. You. I figured it out. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You can hear me? Yes. You good? you good? Everything's good? Okay, great. Wow. Chad Colchin, so good to see you. So good to have you here in you our humble little too. show. I'm looking behind you. I see some One Piece yes. article <laughs> there. Yeah. Have you watched uh, the live action yet? I haven't yet. We've been, neither. I've been working on this show for the past couple of weeks, trying to get it launched. So I've yeah. just been putting it on back burner. Been like, that'll be my reward. Like, Same. I've heard it's good, but I am skeptical. And that's fair. Understandable. <laughs> it's not going to be perfect. I mean, yeah. it's going to be better than the Death Note one, at least. That's not a hard. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's a very low bar. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. yes, hopefully. Hopefully, Willem Dafoe will not uh, show up in One Piece as any character. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe later, when they get some of the more yeah. weird characters. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah. this is our show. This is Sights Unseen. Yes. I'm Sybil. I'm Jared. And uh, I'm Chad. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. Chad Colchin from Dudesy, from Game of Roses, from 10-Minute Podcast, Goodness, what else have yeah. you done, bud? Uh, just lived. <laughs> yeah. Walked on this this giant ball of shit floating through space a million miles an hour to no known destination for 47 years. That's my greatest accomplishment, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, bud, uh, on this show, we take our listeners through a visual word audio journey through their favorite video game memories. To Oh, I mean, like, cool. Yeah, yeah, like we've described some of our favorite games okay. to each other that the other hasn't played and had some guests on that haven't played some games. So yeah, we, we wanted yeah. to surprise you with uh, having you describe one of your favorite games or a good memory. To I us. mean, my pleasure. <laughs> I have such like nostalgia for, I mean, a wide variety of video games that I played, but I think probably for me, the, the video game that has like had the most impact on my life. And I think this is probably true for a bunch of people who are big gamers is World of Warcraft. Oh, um, oh. I just I don't know how many hours I played in, into that game. Got to be a thousand more, probably, I'm sure. Um, I fell off somewhere, I believe, around Cataclysm, that expansion. If you know the game, you, you know what the expansions are. But uh, I will never forget the first time I came into Stormwind Castle walking right through the fucking front gates and you're like holy shit this giant expansive city there's all the little shops i mean it just felt fucking real you know and i mean by today's uh graphic standards it, it's not like world of warcraft looks kind of like shit it's very cartoony we all know the aesthetic yeah. <laughs> of it but the gameplay of that i mean t today still the hardcore vanilla wow is like a bunch of people play that it's having kind of a resurgence but i think uh, walking into Stormwind Castle, there's a little town outside Stormwind Castle called Goldshire, but it's not even really a town. It's a couple of buildings. I have very weird memories there of meeting up with some of my guild members for the first time, meeting a person in that, uh, the little inn there who be would become one of the people that ran our guild for a long time. Um, all Just basically all the firsts, going into Blackrock Spire for the first time, beating Ragnaros for the first time. 
uh, in a 40 person fucking raid that had to be meticulously planned. And if one person fucked up at all, you all die every time. Leroy Jenkins, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not even Leroy Jenkins. If you just like if a paladin pressed their fucking shield bubble two seconds too late, you're all fucking dead. Um, gosh. Yeah, I would say World of Warcraft for me. Very nostalgic. I also have like a bunch of Call of Duty memories like certain specific maps and shit where i'll be out in the world sometimes and just see a window that's like placed in the same place on a building or something and immediately i'm flashed back to like a certain map of call of duty because i spent you know so much time in fucking call of duty but i I don't know i got a million i mean video games have been a huge part of my life since i was um zero i guess like literally since i was a, a tiny baby and uh i i will just probably never stop playing them that's awesome. That's great. I will say I've I don't, neither of us have ever played World of Warcraft. So keep it that way. Save yourselves. <laughs> I've heard that it can suck you, and I'm like, I know I'm I'm very yeah. susceptible to that, so I'm not gonna bother. Same with Baldur's Gate three. I know I would get stuck. So yeah, my but Baldur's Gate it. is like at least with Baldur's Gate, it's a linear narrative. So like once you play through with a character and you've made all your choices, and whatever. I mean, it has replay value, but like you can play through a story and kind of say like, all right, that was fun. I'm done with this game. World of Warcraft never ends. It, it's a persistent world that you have to be in constantly running raids and doing all that kind of shit. And like I said, I mean, it's still going There's not so just many. vanilla. WoW, but like the I don't know what the current expansion is, but uh, they've been through a lot. That game's been out for what? Probably 20 years at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, my my girlfriend's brother met his wife playing World of Warcraft, and they yeah. all of their daughters are in college now. So, oh, my God. It, oh wow, so, that's crazy. So, yeah, it has to be at least that old. That's, yeah, yeah that's we definitely crazy. had people in our guild that met in our guild get married and shit. There were a couple of couples that came out of it. It's it's amazing. It forges like connections. It's it like was a, uh, it was a whole subculture that was just lying underneath our own, basically. It's like a trauma. Yeah. <laughs> trauma uh, no, I mean the old game. I know, like, there's a lot of complaints about Blizzard, Activision, uh, rightly so, in the contemporary video game era. But um, you know, World of Warcraft was like a real special fucking game when it came out because it was before Activision bought Blizzard. It was before the kind of corporate, um, you know, predatory loot boxes, all that shit. It was before yeah. all of that. Yeah. It was like yeah. you pay your $12 a month and you get to live in this fucking world as yeah. a paladin or mage, whatever class and race you want and all that shit. And you just get to explore this giant map. It just felt so big. And, and I had never seen anything quite like it. And I know that it was just it was kind of what Blizzard does best or what they used to do best. Take a format that already exists, in that case, an MMO. And then just put that fucking blizzard shine on it. And it's like, oh, my God, it feels like something you've never seen before. Even though there's EverQuest, even though there was Ultima Online, you know, there were other MMOs prior to it, but nothing like that. Yeah. Flying on a fucking griffin. Even that, that you can when you travel from city to city, uh, at least in the old days, I don't know how it's done now, but you would have to go find a griffin uh, tamer or whatever in the big city. You pay him X amount of gold. And then you get on a griffin and your little character flies across the map in like in quotes real time. So there's no like loading into a new city. You're watching your little guy fly on a griffin across this giant expanse of the entire world to get to the next city. It was just cool. Mm-hmm. That is. I love that. I mean, 
I even, guess. Yeah. Even now, like doing stuff like that. I mean, like there's so many games with load screens to like doing stuff without it now is like still great. Yeah. I still enjoy it. Have you I played think... Starfield yet? No. no. Okay. <laughs> that game is nothing but load screens. There, there's no fun travel time. It's like click on this load screen, oh, you're on this no. planet. Click on this load screen, you're on this planet. So, what games are you both playing? Oh gosh, I'm, uh, I'm really bad habit. I'm currently playing through like every FromSoft game. I'm, okay. I, I've I bought and started every Dark Souls game, and then Bloodborne, and then Elden Ring. And so far, uh-huh. I've only finished Dark Souls 1, and that was like a month ago. <laughs> Damn, just... that's pretty impressive, though. That's a hard game. Yeah, so I'm working through all of those right now. That's cool. And I just, I can't even fathom doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm currently, I'm going through Pokemon Scarlet, and I'm trying to shiny hunt, like, the Pokedex and that, have an easy breezy time, like, low stakes. Yeah. No dying sure. involved, no yeah. restarting. And uh, yep. I mean, when Tears of the Kingdom came out, I was pretty much glued to that for like a solid month and a half. It was, yeah. that was probably the most insane recent game experience I've had. That was, same. it was very full. It was mind blowing. The I don't, I still am like kind of in awe of the, the mechanics in there of like how you can basically build anything out of anything. You can pick yeah. up anything and attach anything to anything, make the weirdest shit. I saw a video of a guy who made a, um, like a T2, uh, like lander thing had lasers and missiles and shit off of it. Yeah. it I mean, God. I was just like, damn, it's nuts. But people are doing that in Starfield now too. They have a pretty oh, robust, really? um, like spaceship building thing in there and people are making these crazy spaceships and giant space stations and doing all kinds of crazy crap. Gosh, that's crazy. I mean, we were hoping to have our buddy on sometime to talk about what is it? No No man's Man's sky. Sky. Uh, It's probably pretty similar. Like, but from what I heard from that, it just, the way it started seven years ago was just empty. And now people are looking at it and they're seeing the emptiness as like the vastness of real space. And he said, it's making him think about life and how existential he's like there's like 14 trillion like galaxies to explore in this game yeah everybody is i I mean together totally i think um i think it depends on what you want like i don't i don't think starfield they promoted starfield as being no man's sky-esque in terms of the scope of how many planets it was going to have and real-time travel across planets and all this shit all of that was a lie there are (laughs) you run into like invisible walls and shit on planets you it'll you'll you can run into barriers and it's like you need to turn around and go back so it's not like no man's sky at all in that regard um but it is like still a very good bethesda game if you like bethesda stuff you know fallout any of that kind of shit it's like i think it it satisfies on that level for sure sure i mean like honestly a lot of those games that will have these big vast open areas with no boundaries then you go past where boundaries would be and there's nothing there so sometimes sure. there's a there's a benefit to having them and just having everything kind of just contained to one area i still yeah. I mean, one yeah. of our one of the games that made us start doing this was talking about banjo kazooie and banjo tooie when we were at work together. oh god yes. dude i haven't thought about that in a long fucking oh, time oh my god yeah. those are still yeah. like my favorite games like goodness uh, do you, if i hear a few notes from one of the songs yeah dude i remember there was um speaking of like video game memories i remember the first time that i ever felt like a a physical 
sensation from a video game was in Banjo Kazooie. I don't remember what this was, but there was some level where you can go up on top of like a spire, something very high, and you can kind of look down and the whole world of, of the game was like under you and you could almost kind of see like the arc of the planet itself that you were on. <laughs> and I remember feeling like, oh my God, I, it feels like I'm on top of a fucking building. I'm getting like yeah. a little bit of vertigo from this. <laughs> I know. It was know, very cool. I think I know what you mean. And yeah. they even add the effect of like the music comes down really quiet yeah. and they just put like bird cause. So like you oh, feel yes. like you're not exactly. outside of the game for a second. You're like up above it yeah. looking down. Yeah, yeah they it did, was very cool. There were so many that. little touches in that that were just like a love letter. Like yeah. it was like so perfect. And mm-hmm. then they did nuts and bolts. And uh, I don't know what that was supposed to be. I guess it was supposed to be like tears of the kingdom, but they just, they yeah. were too ahead of their time, maybe. Yeah, they... Maybe. <laughs> they can't all be winners. I mean, this is... If you're a fan of video games, or any media for that matter, it's like one company can make something fantastic, and then the next thing they make can be a total pile of shit, and uh, you yeah. never really can know the reasons why. Maybe they bit off more than they could chew. Maybe it was a bad idea from the beginning. Who knows what kind of internal corporate politics were going on that could have fucking oh, yeah. trashed this or that. You know, you'll never know. The executives will always like be like, wait, wait, do this. And it's like, yeah, but like, that's not going to work. Like, yeah, they always mess stuff up sometimes. But I'm sure that that's probably the same with like writing and television stuff, isn't it? Or Yeah, that's all it is. Unless you make somebody a shitload of money very early on, I feel like, uh, you you don't get left alone ever to make the thing that you want to make. You write something. Generally speaking, this has been my experience anyway. You write something, let's say a movie, uh, and some studio or multiple studios are like, this is fucking amazing. We all want it. And so then you sell it for some amount of money, and you think because that amount of money is high, it means the studio really likes it, and they're going to make it very quickly. And then that doesn't happen. What ends up happening is they hire a 100 other writers to do rewrites on it over the next 10 years, and then they still don't make it. They just throw it in the trash. They're just hemorrhaging money into these endless development cycles on projects that probably in the, in the beginning, the original script was the thing you should have made, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much from what I hear. That's like a lot of what Disney's doing now with like everything. Almost they make, <laughs> they like mm-hmm. rewrite, reshoot, redo everything they're doing. And it's just like, wasting yeah. a bunch of money. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. But AI is going to change all that, right? Let's oh, yeah. maybe we should talk about dudesy a little bit. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts sure. on like AI in the future. I mean, we know about Chad Stradamus and or no yeah, Chad. Right. I just freaking messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh yeah, man. I mean, I think AI is going to change certainly all media production because it especially things that are already made completely by computers. So you're looking at animated movies, you're looking at all video games, anything that like primarily the labor is done on a computer, AIs will be able to do all of that labor eventually. And so I think you're going to get to a point with, um, you know, movies, video games, animation is like, it's already happening. We, a company came out that made a, um, a new episode of South Park out of nothing. Their software did it. And the way they do this is they load into their um, program a bunch of different backgrounds from South Park, all the little characters and all of their mouth movements. Then they build a virtual world kind of like The Sims 
where they set the characters loose in this world and an AI runs the whole world. So these little characters are just walking around and having adventures of their own 24 seven. And then they take like a snapshot of what is the funniest thing, or they can type in like, we want the characters to all get together in the town square and have a conversation about this. And they do it and you're watching it fucking happen. I think wow. that is the future of basically all media um, where you eventually, I think it will get to a point where we all have access to something like an Unreal 5 engine and we can create whatever characters we want and whatever world we want and say, here's kind of what the story is and go. And then it will just deliver us media based off this this weird little world we've created with our characters. I think that uh, this is like some ways away still. But again, the early um, underpinnings of this type of media are here now. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly for video games, it's going to be that. Like, how many coders do you need to to make a video game in 10 years? Probably zero. It'll probably be you just talking to your computer. Like, I'd like a video game like this. Oh, make it more like this. What if this level was like this? And your computer will just do it. That would be great. Yeah, that's, um, it's something. Yeah, I mean, we're already kind of there, like, with all the indie developers and stuff. If you go on Steam, like, how many fucking video oh, yeah. games are on Steam? There's yeah hundred thousand. I don't yeah, fucking there's, know. There's a, like a lot. lot. You know what I mean? It's Steam is already kind of like a YouTube for video games, mm -hmm. and the the good shit rises to the top. If it's a good game, people will fucking find out about it. Like uh, Valheim, I feel like was kind of that very small yeah, yeah. indie developer, and it fucking exploded because it was super interesting. Uh, or Vampire Survivor. I mean, there's a bunch of like indie games that do well, but primarily they don't the the most games that people make especially the indie developers are like fucking terrible nobody ever plays them and it's just bloat i think that's going to get crazier and crazier as ai makes uh the barrier for entry of developing a video game lower and lower yeah wow. i mean it probably won't take too long i mean like the where we started like at the beginning of last year to now with ai is like crazy like how much it went yeah. so shortly so like we might get there faster than we think Probably. I'm telling you, it's like every year you're going to start. I just saw Procreate is is about to launch their animation tool. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that is heavily AI influenced. So now basically anybody, if you want to put in a little bit of time, can make like a Pixar quality, at least 2D animated movie. Mm -hmm. I love that. I've yeah. got so many ideas, but I've just always been, I couldn't put in the work to make it happen. But then that. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you. Now you don't something. have to. Yeah, you can just have the product. You can, if you have the idea, you just give it to it, and it'll just run with it. And then you can edit it. You get the joy of editing your own work, and then sprucing yeah. it up to your standards if you want. So exactly, awesome. Well, I, I think uh, we probably need to let you go. Get ready for your next one. Yes, don't I have to go into my next yes. podcast. But thank you so much for having me on, and uh, it's been a pleasure. Hey, awesome. thank yeah, you so thank much you. for joining us. It's been really fun talking to you, Chad. Yeah. After listening to you for like right. ten years, so. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> yeah, Thank you too. You. Have a good one. See you. Bye. He's gone. It's just us now. Wow. So Chad Colchin, amazing. Uh, what a sweetheart. He uh, was Amer really nice. America's sweetheart coming and doing this for us, uh, being our first remote guest like this. Yeah. Uh, so everybody listening, uh, check out World of Warcraft if you want some good 
memories uh check out doozy starfield if you want some good video games yeah go, yeah, yeah if you want other podcasts games. definitely go check out doozy but yeah check out starfield uh, all the other call of duty he mentioned call of duty he did yeah. awesome he probably had there's definitely way more listeners on duty than us so like yeah i don't know that they need our recommendation they don't need our and, shout and, out but yeah still. in fact if if you started off as a pal of dudesy and you came here, then shout out to any PODs who are listening right now. And uh, also, what are you doing here? You should be forcing all of your family and friends to be listening to dudesy. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got to force them, sit them down, lock them in a room, make them listen to it. Jared, Jared, he, he <laughs> tries to with me a lot. All right. So. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. And we will talk to you again next week i don't know wait do we want to do any plugs before we go do you have any plugs uh, same thing as always i have my podcast so scared that's it nice i'm gonna be nice i'm gonna plug uh, our buddies marshall and marco their podcast after hours marshall is actually the one that helped us uh get this all set up so that we would be able to speak with chad like this yeah, so, so big shout out to big him shout out. super helpful after hours is great after hours is great if you just want to listen to another show that's just two dudes shitting around and also uh sib and i have both been guests on there before oh so yeah you can, we both done yeah that. we've both done an episode there so so you can check us out yeah all right everybody until next time Bye-bye. bye bye